All the way across for Tara Vinen. Back to, oh, they score! On the power play, the Finnish connection comes through and the Canes go up 1-0, 23 seconds into the second. Now Natchez, he tries to thread the needle to Svechnikov, he scores! Andre Svechnikov has scored a goal in three consecutive games for the second season. And how did he fit that one past Jake Allen? Doesn't matter. Carolina oh, feels two tracks nothing. down his own rebound. He throws one out in front. Rebound chance. Anderson dives and keeps it out. Oh, Freddie Anderson. Plastic man there. Deflection by Gallagher right on Anderson with the save. And Anderson has just robbed the Montreal Canadiens on three tries. Turned out of the zone. Now an opportunity for Drew, and he's in on Anderson. Huge pad save, and the Canes clear the rebound. Picked up by Montreal, but Kokaniemi with a good job forcing the turnover on Sherratt. Now Pesci has it. He'll find Aho. Aho behind the net. Back up top. Shea scores! Brady Shea. Rips one from the blue line, and the Canes go up 3-1. to one. And his hands did the rest. They've been on the cusp all night long. Ajo, Taravai, and Kokaniemi, and there's the tip. Good for Jesperi. No dust off from Shea. He's ready to fire that puck. And this is what you hope for. Work comes before skill, and Kokaniemi has had that work since way back early in the first period. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. The Carolina Hurricanes can't go 82-0 Without going 3-0, they pick up a 4-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal played for the Stanley Cup however many months ago. Now 0-5-0 on the season. But on the bright side, Montreal did score a goal. A power play goal at that. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. On Hamlin Road in Durham, Windows siding, roofing, gutter helmets, great stuff. Sammy Han and his crew do an amazing job, uh, and they will take very good care of you. You can get a free no-obligation estimate online at aluminumcompany.com. So, as uh, if you listen to this on Saturday night slash Sunday morning, the morning after, after game two, I mentioned that it was not necessarily a Monet. It was not a work of art, but it got the job done, as Carolina won 3-1 in Nashville. This was similar. Uh, I thought Carolina was probably messier in this game than they were in the Nashville game, Uh, but Carolina probably did more good things to kind of balance it out. I don't think it was a horrible game at all. I thought it was an effort-filled, high-energy, up-tempo game, but Carolina just managed the puck poorly. Uh, and really gave Montreal too many chances. Uh, And Carolina probably gets away with the fact that Montreal isn't that good right now. Uh, Also, they didn't give chances, too many chances, to the Nick Suzuki's and Cole Caulfield's of the world. Now, those guys got a few shots, 
uh, but they were not omnipresent all over the ice like we saw uh, in many playoff games a year ago. So Carolina got away with it a little bit, but they also, again, did a lot of really good things. Uh, As I wrote in the preview before, and by the way, we're going to do a lot of things here, talk a little bit about the game, Uh, We'll talk to Alec Campbell, and then uh, we'll also uh, get a chance to hear a conversation I had with Sebastian Ajo uh, about, uh, you know, kind of decompressing over the summer, uh, being named the alternate captain, and we'll talk a little bit about the Olympics and what all of that means. Uh, But that's coming up toward the end of this podcast. Um, But, you know, we talked, I, I wrote before the game, that we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about Jesperi Kotkaniemi, and we are going to hit that right off the top. But these two franchises, without being nat- you know natural rivals, these two franchises have beef now. We got uh, back-to-back offer sheets. Carolina clearly has won both of those situations. Uh, we had two playoff series wins. Remember in 2002, the miracle at Molson, uh, and then in 2006, Montreal wins games one and two in the opening round. In Raleigh, Carolina goes up there, trailing one nothing. I think it was one nothing midway through the third period. Rod Brindamore uh, beats Sheldon Soray down the ice, scores a goal, um, and all of a sudden it's one one. Carolina wins in an overtime, and then they end up winning the series in six. And then, of course, for uh, a good stretch of the teens in this century, when Carolina was just an absolute mess and couldn't draw flies. Montreal radio was hell-bent on uh, relocating the Hurricanes to Quebec City. And that's the only place you ever heard it. It was in Montreal. It was almost like a personal vendetta. Anyway, these two franchises have beef. They booed Jesperi Kotkaniemi whenever he uh, got the puck in the game. And uh, I don't know, man. Justice. Justice done. Uh Kutkiniemi played his best game as a hurricane. He was really good throughout. Uh, The deflection goal of Brady Shea's point shot, one-timer after a backhand feed from Ajo. Uh, Actually, it wasn't a backhand feed. I think it was a forehand feed. Either way, uh, he didn't waste any time. He just let fly. Uh, Kutkiniemi in front, got the shaft of a stick, deflected it down. It bounced past Jake Allen. It was 3-1. That was it. Carolina adds the empty net goal to make it 4-1. Uh, but that line was very good. I, w- I would expect we will probably see that line again tomorrow, or rather Saturday. Well, it could be tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this, Saturday in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. That's just a guess. I think Rod will probably keep it together because it was good tonight. Uh, frankly, it was it. it's kind of a weird game because I actually liked all of Carolina's forward lines, and I liked most of what I saw on defense. Uh, there was just puck management issues. I don't think we, we had tons of effort. Carolina created plenty of scoring chances. They, you know, in terms of shots on goal, they outshot the Canadians 33-28. I think the Canadians probably took more shots. Carolina had 20 blocked shots. Brett Pesci had a huge game. Uh, I thought Brett Pesci was one of the best players on the ice. My stars changed three times over the course of the third period. Uh, and we'll get to who I chose as my three stars later when we talk to Alec Campbell. Uh, but I thought Pesci was excellent. Yeah, at one point, he was one of my stars, played just more than 22 minutes. He had five block shots, thought he was really good. I thought Ethan Bear played his best game as a Hurricane. 
Uh, just over 20 minutes, he had four block shots. I think Ethan Bear is very good. Uh, I like what I've seen with Bear and Jacob Slavin as a top pair. Uh, but let's be very honest here. Carolina is going to lean on three guys. Slavin, Pesci, Shea. And Brady Shea had another good game. I've, uh, I've really liked Brady Shea so far uh, this season. Uh, but Carolina really just, they were kind of lucky at times. Uh, lucky that on the first goal, Brendan Gallagher was in the crease. And that goal gets waved off. Good challenge by Rod Brindamore. His challenge percentage has got to be over 80% uh, at this point. And I guess you don't challenge unless you're absolutely sure. Although, who could ever be sure in goaltender interference? Uh, but they didn't even waste any time. It, it took, I think, less than a minute to come up with, oh yeah, Gallagher was in the crease. Uh, there was just enough contact to make a difference. And that goal was taken off the board. Carolina ends up uh, not scoring. Nobody scored in the first period. Bad for my parlay, but that's fine. We'll get to that maybe another time. Uh, and then Carolina has like a layover power play between the first and the second period. Just about, what, 20 seconds or so left on it. But Andre, rather, uh, Sebastian Ajo takes a beautiful pass from Tavo Teravina. Really, the pass was everything. Uh, Teravina with a cross, uh, like a diagonal pass above the circle to uh, basically below the far circle on the right side, and Ajo one-times it, just rips it past Jake Allen, one nothing. Less than two minutes later, Andrei Svechnikov took a very similar pass from Martin Natchez, and I actually think this was kind of a bad goal. If Freddie Anderson had allowed it, I think Hurricanes fans would be a little upset about it. Uh, and I'm going to give Jake Allen this benefit of the doubt. It's possible that he thought that Svechnikov was going to pass the puck back in front, but Andre was shooting all the time. Uh, and there was a ton of room, short side, high, and it looked like it went off of Allen's arm, maybe, you know, what, glove arm? and uh, upstairs for a 2 nothing lead. But from that point on, I thought Carolina really was bad in the second period. Uh, you know, Montreal got on top of them in the period. They finally got a goal, uh, and I, I had tweeted out midway through the period, it almost looked like, first of all, it felt like a goal was inevitable from the Canadiens, and it felt at times as though Carolina was trying to make it happen. There were a ton of giveaways in the second period, and Montreal eventually cashed in. It becomes 2-1, and then you're like, all right, now it's a hockey game where the Carolina had chances to make it 3-0, uh, and, and I don't it was, wasn't anything golden, but didn't get one through, and then you get the giveaway, and ultimately it's a power play goal, another power play. There were five. Uh, Carolina had six penalty kill situations, actually just five because one of the power plays was... Uh, I think three seconds. Um, but Carolina's penalty kill was, for the most part, excellent tonight. But on one of them, because you can't give any team in the NHL nonstop power plays, uh, Tyler Toffoli was in front and Brett Pesci was behind him. Uh, Pesci also had to be where the Cole Caulfield was behind him. And Tyler Toffoli in front just redirected a... Uh, Nick Suzuki pass, and there you go. It's 2-1. 
Um, but the third period, I thought, even though maybe a little bit of a slow start for Carolina in the period, uh, and then the play you heard for the third goal, uh, Kutkaniemi's first goal with the Carolina Hurricanes, um, Sebastian Ajo uh, takes a pass. I, be- I believe it was, for, I think Pesci kept it in. Uh, Ajo cycles it around behind the net, gets it out front to Shea. Shea immediately one-times it. Kotkaniemi in the high slot uh, has his stick uh, parallel to the ice uh, and redeflects it off the shaft and past Jake Allen. 3-1, and that was it. Again, Sebastian Ajo adds the empty net goal. A couple of quick thoughts, and then we'll hear from Alec Campbell. And again, uh, Sebastian Ajo will join us in just a little bit. To me, this is the best we've seen of Sebastian Ajo, and I don't believe he has played poorly at all. I thought he was outstanding tonight. Maybe it's the leader, the natural-born leader in Ajo, but I felt like he took it upon himself to make Jesperi's night easier. And again, uh, KK played very well. I thought KK was really good from the first period on. Uh, I believe Trip Tracy also thought that. He said that a few times during the broadcast. Uh, but I thought this was Ajo's best night, and I uh, won, uh, what, 8 of 10 in the faceoff circle. That's 80, 80% not bad. Uh, I thought Tavo Teravainen continues. He's played three games this year. He has been among Carolina's best players every single game. Um, there was a time in this game where he was one of my three stars. He ultimately did not... Uh, get into my top three, but there I, there was a ton of competition tonight for that. I thought Tebow was excellent. Again, uh, very good game from Kotkaniemi, and that line, I assume, will stay together in Columbus. And again, super deflection. The Jordan Stahl, Nino Niederreiter, Jesper Foss line continues to be dominant. There's right now no need to bust them up. I am curious, and I, I will need to ask... Rod Brindamore this the next time I speak with him, which I guess will be prior to the game against Columbus. But I believe that Nino, I mean, he looks quicker to me. Nino just looks like he's in the best shape I've seen him. And I don't know if he uh, changed his training or whatnot, but I'm going to ask Rod that uh, over the weekend. But I think Nino's playing great hockey. Uh, doesn't doesn't have a goal. If I'm the no, he has one. He has a goal. Um, but it's he has just played better in all phases, I think. And Faust is just playing uh, just dynamite hockey. And Jordan Stahl's doing his thing. He, Jordan, remember, Jordan Stahl doesn't need to be a goal scorer to be an impact player. We kept hearing that last year. Every time somebody asked, what's different about Jordan? What's different about Jordan? And Rod would roll his eyes. And I love talking to Ajo about these things because one of the things I think makes him a good captain is that he is ridiculously honest about everything. And you'd ask Ajo, what's the difference in Jordan Stall? And he goes, nothing. Like nothing. He's just playing the same way. Puck's just going in. But Jordan Stall just plays the same way every night. He was excellent again tonight. Uh, so I just there was some there was enough good to counteract the sloppy, but there was a lot for Rod Brindamore to look at in film study as they get to Columbus either tonight or tomorrow and they have their video sessions. It'll be like, yeah, can't do this. Yeah, can't do this. Yeah. Hey Andre, stay out of the box. 
two penalties for Andre Svechnikov tonight. I know there are people who are mad at that, and I don't blame you for being mad that Andre's spending too much time in the penalty box. Uh, first one was a bad penalty. Second one, I thought, was just kind of circumstance. Looked to me more of a collision than anything else, but can't argue. I mean, he, Andre was responsible for the trip. Uh, you have to be responsible for that. It wasn't a stick infraction. We have that to you know, kind of uh, fall back on. Uh, but it was a penalty, so Andre spent uh, four minutes tonight in the penalty box. Uh, but Carolina, their penalty kill continues to be outstanding. Oh, how did I get this far? And we didn't mention the fact that through about two periods, Freddie Anderson was good. Good. Solid. In the third period, Freddie Anderson was awesome. <laughs> I mean awesome. And uh, this... I actually think tonight was a better sign than Nashville. And I don't know why I think that. I just felt like Anderson, to me, seemed more dialed in tonight, maybe a little quicker tonight than he did against Nashville. I thought he was excellent, and uh, to me, he got uh, he got one of my stars. And again, we'll unveil those stars when we talk to Alec Campbell in a little bit. We weren't sure if Carolina's goaltending was going to be a net zero, a tad worse, or better. We really didn't know. I felt that it at, at worst it would be a net zero, that Anderson and Ranta would ultimately be able to match what they got from Nedeljkovic and Peter Morazic. That's what I felt. So far, after one game, Anderson was eh, not great, fought the puck a little bit, had trouble handling the puck. Game two, he was outstanding, really won the game for the Hurricanes in Nashville. And in some ways, I thought he was better tonight. I really do. I thought he was better tonight. Uh, Because he was allowing some rebounds in the game against Nashville. Now, he was covering for them, but he allowed some rebounds in that game. Tonight? Yeah, I thought he had. I thought he was just excellent, excellent tonight. And I think it's a really good sign. Um, I know Tripp said it during the game. I actually told this to Alec during the second intermission. I'll be surprised if we don't see Ranta in Columbus. He's got to get into a game at some point. Carolina still has just played three games. This will be four on Saturday. What uh, twelve games? Twelve days into the season, Canes have played. Uh, will have played four games, uh, which I guess doesn't sound that bad. Uh, but so many teams have played uh, more than that already. Uh, or, I mean, Carolina's played three now, and a ton of teams have played four or even five. I knew Anderson would play tonight because you didn't want your guy to be sitting around for a week. Uh, but I got to think that Ront is getting in the game against Columbus, and then we'll see Anderson Monday when the Toronto Maple Leafs come to PNC Arena. Carolina will start a four-game homestand at that point. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can review us, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear it. Uh, We're here after every Hurricanes game in the morning after edition. Uh, And there will be some select podcasts throughout the season that are not attached to a game. And I'll tell you this, during the Olympics, we might do morning after podcast after Olympic hockey because there's going to be a ton of Hurricanes playing in the Olympics. And we're going to talk to an Olympian Sebastian Ajo toward the latter part of this podcast.
My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, The Day Job, all of it, at Campbell 5 on Twitter. All right, I'm not going to tell you my thoughts. I want your thoughts on the game. Tell me what you thought. Yeah, I mean, probably there were a lot of similarities from this game and the last game. It was kind of an up-and-down affair for Carolina. The goaltender bailed them out a lot tonight. And they took too many penalties. I feel like if you wanted to boil it down tonight, tonight came down to the penalty kill and the goaltending, which often are go hand in hand. So I thought Carolina had plenty of good moments tonight. They certainly generated some really good scoring chances. I thought they had some good flurries in the game. I thought they started the game pretty well outside of the breakaway they gave up to Josh Anderson. And there was some Anderson on Anderson crime <laughs> early in the game. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, but I thought they were good the first half of the first period. I thought they kind of got away from it in the second half of the first period a little bit. Second period wasn't very good at all. And then in the third period, I thought they looked pretty good. The, the, the Puck and the Emmy goal and then the, the sequence after that, they had a pretty good flurry there. But then... Montreal pushed once again at the end of the game. So it kind of ebbed and flowed for me tonight. Freddie had to be great again, which he was. And they took too many penalties, some of which were stupid penalties, including an Andre Svechnikov post-whistle slash. Yeah. Svech, I think, was in the box tonight for six minutes, although he's only credited for two penalties because he served the too many men penalty. Yeah, the bench monitor. Yeah, which I kind of just felt like he deserved <laughs> just for taking penalties. So, you know, I think Rod said it best. It was all about the goaltending and the PK tonight, uh, which for the most part were good, but there's a lot to improve on. Yeah, I think, first of all, this is the way I look at it. It obviously, was there, there were times where it was an absolute mess. Uh, they were credited with 20 giveaways tonight. 20, yeah. 20 giveaways to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, there was a point in the second period, I think I said this on Twitter, about five minutes before the Tyler Toffoli goal, which was on the power play, based on that bench minor that Svechnikov was, in, was sitting in the box for, which I now call his room. Uh, because it is, it is, does Vetch put like posters up on the wall? Oh, sure. Is there a a lava lamp in there? Does he have a black light? (laughs) You know, is there a hole so he can like blow the cigarette smoke out the window without anyone smelling? Uh, There's a bean bag and a futon and he's got headphones in there. He's got the whole thing. Uh, It's got all of it. Yes, it's definitely his room. But I said this about five minutes before the goal, that it felt like a a Montreal goal was inevitable. And part of the reason I felt that way was because it looked like Carolina wanted to make it so. There were so many giveaways and mistakes that it was... I don't care who you are, you're going to score almost by accident at that point. And then, of course, it was the power play that that got him going. Um, and even on that power play, Carolina had a chance to – they had, they had the best scoring chance first when Jordan Stahl stole the puck. 
Uh, he got a couple of good whacks at it. And then when Sebastian Ajo came onto the ice and got the puck, I actually was hoping that he was going to pass it back into Carolina's end because Montreal had come back to kind of recover and, and try to uh, reclaim the puck. And I thought that would have been the better play, but Sebastian took a shot, and then it ultimately ended up all the way down in Carolina's end. Uh, and I don't know. Everything changes after that, but uh, I'm certainly not a savant about it. Uh, but look, you give up five power play opportunities, really four because one of them only lasted for three seconds. Uh, but you give yeah. up four good power play opportunities. I don't care who you are in the first two periods. You're just asking to give up a goal. Uh, but I thought there was well, a ton of effort tonight. So uh, puck management was the problem, but there was a lot of effort, and Freddie played great. Yeah, well, let's go back to that, that penalty in the first period where you say they only took, well, I think there were six total, uh, six total power plays for for Montreal tonight. Right. Um, I think total on, on the stat sheet. Carolina five for six on the on the PK, but that first penalty I think Carolina takes a penalty, and then Ethan Baird draws a penalty right off the right off the yep. the face off, and so they kind of bail themselves out of the situation, and then they take another penalty. Yeah, and that was the Svechnikov slash. Yeah, and that was the Svechnikov post whistle slash. That leads to a four on three, and luckily they evaded that. But that's kind of that's kind of like what it was for me tonight. Was just for every good thing Carolina did yep. tonight, they sort of gave it away with a bad thing. And luckily, it did not bite them because Freddie Anderson has been up to the task in the last couple of games. He was incredible. Yep. Oh, wait. I now. Oh, sorry. See, it's. I I will see myself out. I saw. I kind of didn't hear hear that clearly enough at first, Uh, and then I remembered because I saw your tweet because you put Fred in all caps. Yeah. He was. He was incredible tonight. Uh, (laughs) Did you think? that he was better tonight than he was Saturday in Nashville. Yes, I did. I did too. I mean, he made made two great breakaway saves. The first one in the opening moments of the game, I mean, that's got to be a hard thing to make when you haven't even seen a puck yet, I don't think. Yeah. And then the one in the third, but then he's he's sprawling all over the all over the ice for a couple of different ch- uh, chances late in the third when Montreal was pushing. Um, so yeah, I thought he was really good today. Yeah, here's why I really thought he was better, and it, uh, to me, uh, he completely was the reason they won in Nashville. I mean, there's there was because I didn't think anybody was good enough in Nashville. I think Carolina had a bunch of players who played really well tonight. Uh, to me, that's the difference. They were they, they were sloppy. Um, you know, with the puck, but I think they still had a bunch of guys who played really well, and we'll get to them in a second. But um, to me, I thought Anderson yeah. was better um, with the puck tonight than he than he was in either of obviously the first game because he was a little shaky. But even against Nashville, I thought Freddie allowed too many rebounds. 
Freddie was great tonight. Yeah. I thought he controlled the game yeah. better tonight than he did in Nashville. And, I mean, I mentioned it before uh, before uh, you came on. Um, it's nothing but a good sign to see Anderson play this way um, because we all know that Ronta is really good when he gets his opportunity to play. So if you get Anderson playing well, now, you know, Carolina's goaltending is probably going to be um, better than it was a year ago, and the goaltending was obviously great a year ago. Who who did you like among the uh, the guys who don't wear goaltending equipment? I mean, my favorite line tonight was the, the Finn. Yeah. Um, they eight eight shots combined tonight, and I think six points between the three of them. I thought Ajo was really good tonight. He was also eighty percent in the face off. Yeah, for goal. And scored, obviously scored two goals, one an empty netter. Um, I thought KK was good tonight too, and Tavo was flinging passes like he always does. The pass he threw to Ajo for the one timer on the power play was awesome. Yeah. So Tavo, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Tavo was was really flashy tonight. It just, it, I mean, besides that pass was awesome, but he just was kind of going about his business yep. more so than anything. But going about his business for Tavo is pretty excellent most of the time. KK was good tonight. I, I mean, the the shift that they scored on, the shift that he scored on was probably their best shift of the night. Um, they fought for it. Yes, Barry basically kept the puck in yep. for Carolina and then just went to the net. And you know he's comfortable there. So I love everything about that shift. So I liked them a lot tonight. I liked the – I feel like I liked the stall line a good bit tonight as well. Um, but it really was the fins that kind of stood out for me the most, I guess. Uh, yeah, you basically, you have just gone through everything I wrote down. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought this was Ajo's best game. Um, I, I honestly, I don't think he was bad in either of the other two games. I just think this was, this was the Sebastian Ajo game. He competitive, hounded pucks. He was a great part of the penalty kill tonight yeah 80% in the faceoff circle um he was i thought he was great even before the empty net goal uh but like you the pass from Teravainen to Aho on that power play was i mean a dream and mm-hmm. i'm i'm the guy that likes the pass more than the goal and that yeah. pa- that pass right. was just tremendous uh, but I love that line I wrote down. This is what I had write, uh, written about Teravainen. Turbo did his thing. He just did Turbo yeah. things tonight. And uh, KK got that. That was a deserving goal, I thought, for Kutkaniemi. Because uh, he played really well. He played hard. And uh, good for him. And I love the fact that it came in Montreal. And I love the fact that they booed him every time he touched the puck. Yeah. And I also love the fact that this game's out of the way and we can move forward with our lives <laughs> on all this stuff. Like, I I got kind of fatigued by sure. the questions that everybody was getting, not just him, but Aho and Fesnikov and Brenda Moore and all that kind of stuff. 
after the game. So I'm glad it's over. I'm glad he was able to stun them. They're a bad team who is now 0-5 on the season. The Canes don't go up there again this year. So it's the only only trip. So I don't, you know, we probably won't have to do that whole rigmarole again. We'll probably have to do it with Freddie in a couple of games. Oh, yes, but, but at least it'll be here. It'll, yeah, it'll be here at least to start. So eventually they'll, they'll go up there and do it all with the Canadian media. But I'm kind of glad it's over. Uh, me too. Did you see uh, or hear that somebody in the Montreal press asked Sebastian Ajo about playing against his former team? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, I laughed. I thought, that was, I thought that I thought it was funny too. I it, I guess he he kind of caught Sebastian off guard a little bit. But hey, man, Sebastian signed the contract. Uh, oh yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, I thought it was funny. Oh, absolutely funny. hysterical. It, it's just, it's, I just don't, in the end, I really don't think these things are that big of a deal. I mean, maybe they're different for different people. Maybe the fact that, yes, Barry, this was the team that drafted him, and he was the third pick, and he's, you know, was the first successful offer sheet or whatever matched op- or unmatched offer sheet since 07, the circumstances around this make it a little bit different, but it's not like players don't go play their old teams all the time in the league. (laughs) Right. So, it's just like, it's just business as usual, and I think most of the players understand that, and they don't really get into it as much. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit weird to go to a different, you know, enter the building differently, or sit on a different bench or dress in a different locker room or whatever, but it ain't that weird. I mean, these guys have grown up in barns, the worst barns ever and the best barns ever, and I don't know. I I feel like it's a bigger deal for us than it is for them. I don't think there's any question about that. I think the only significant game is the first game, and I think the fact that Kokinayemi is 21 – um, makes yeah. it maybe a little bit different, and I I appreciate the fact that he didn't that he was honest about it. They're like, yeah, it it matters, uh, but yeah. it wasn't going to change the way he played. I don't know. Maybe he played better because of it, uh, because it was yeah. the best game he's played. Uh, but as in my opinion, there because that line was so good, there's no reason to break him up. And yeah. I actually I don't know that Aho didn't play uh, his best game because he knew that he needed to help out his guy. So, and I asked Sebastian about this and you'll, uh, people will hear it, uh, in the larger conversation, uh, with Aho, the Finns, man, they stick together. They, mm-hmm. they are tight. It yeah, is, man. it is awesome. Yes. Barry's like eating dinner at Aho's house. He's getting rides to the practice with Tavo. He's getting rides home with Aho. <laughs> They're in Aho's sauna together. I mean, it's relaxing. Hang out together. It's relaxing. Yeah, what guess, do you need? <laughs> I guess so. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey man, get to rehab. But nah, I, I get some of it. I just like I wonder what would happen if we didn't say anything about it. Like, there's so much of it that just feels like manufactured drama. But well, this whatever. there I mean, was George, extra George drama was, in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I get it. 
Do you think like it'll Jordan be? Stahl, do you think it'll be a big deal when Dougie Hamilton plays his first game for the Devils in Carolina? I mean, I guess, but I just I don't I don't care personally. Like it doesn't really right. move me. I feel like I talk about it because everyone else is talking about it, not because I care. You know, like I don't really understand why it's such a big deal. I just don't. Um, because I just it it feels so it feels so normal for that to happen, and it happens regularly. Right. So I mean, Jordan Jordan Stahl talked about it a little bit too, and he was like, "Yeah, it was weird, but it's like the thing that everybody comes back to after all of it is." And I, I listened to all the pressers from everybody this week, Rod included, players included. They all had to answer about it. At the end, they all said. But it just kind of is what it is. Right, it is. It's all it so is. It's like, it's, so like at the end of the day, you're professional. You know, yeah, you're professional. You're professional. All right, give like, me your three stars. All right. Um, we'll start from. I'll give you Ferry three, Ajo two, Freddie one. All right. So uh, eighty-two, twenty, and thirty-one. Uh, we, we, we had two, we had two the same. I actually didn't give a star to Yesperi. Uh, I had Jesper Faust. I gave one to Jesper, not Yesperi. Ooh. Uh, I Jesper loved, Faust was great I loved Faust Jesper Faust. Yep. Uh, was, yeah, he was good. 71, 31, 20. That was, those were my three stars. I thought Aha was the best player tonight, but, um, I'm not arguing, oh, I I, I'm not arguing at all. Uh, with your three, because uh, Freddie was awesome in the third period, awesome yeah, in the was. third. So, now, I really liked Foss game tonight. You're right; I had forgotten about it. That I mean, honestly, I I think I texted you. My stars completely changed. I had Jesper's been tremendous. Foss has been good this year. Yeah, so far, yeah, really good. Yep. Um, but yeah, but I had uh, initially had Teravinen as a star. I had Pesci as a star. I thought Brett played a great game tonight. Slavin was really good. I thought this was Ethan Bear's best game as a Hurricane, even though in game one I had him as one of the three stars. I thought he was excellent tonight. That was the weird thing for me is that they made a ton of mistakes, but I thought they had a lot of guys play well. Uh, but it was uh, it was just kind of th- that kind of a game. All right, we'll do this again on Saturday, shall we? I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Truly, I am. <laughs> All right, you've waited long enough. Sebastian Ajo, believe it or not, is 24 years old in his sixth NHL season. It's incredible. Uh, he had a great year a year ago, and he is most recently now part of Carolina's official lettered leadership. He was bestowed an A by the team, joining Jordan Martinook, Jacob Slavin, and of course the captain, Jordan Stahl. He also was named to the Finnish Olympic team provisionally, meaning he, Alexander Barkov, and Miko Rantanen are all part of the Finnish Olympic team already. Uh, that was an honor for somebody who's played World Juniors uh, for his home country. You know that was cool. And man, the Finns are going to be loaded Nobody loaded as Canada, but Finland is a major metal threat. 
and there was a lot of things to talk about with Sebastian Ajo. Uh, and we started with basically how last, not, not how last season ended. And we started with how long it took him to get over it and what he did in the summer. Uh, yeah, I mean, it took probably a couple of weeks off only and then slowly uh, got back to, you know, uh, a little bit of routine. Obviously, I didn't start skating right away, but, uh, you know, some, some little uh, uh, work at the gym and stuff like that. Obviously, at that time, you probably don't go every day hard as you can. It's more, you know, it's just a preparation phase for the uh, actual, you know, heavy lift and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I I would say I take a couple of weeks off to uh, to do pretty much nothing. But after that, I uh, slowly, slowly got trying to, you know, get back to it. Was there anything specifically that you wanted to improve on from last year? I mean, it's just, uh, well, I, I know this is kind of a lame answer. Everyone answers me. I, I kind of want to get better at everything, but uh, I, I really, you know, I like to get a little, you know, as I'm, you know, getting older and getting, you know, more power. So, you know, just speeding in general. I mean, I, I feel the, the game is, uh, you know, very high paced these days. And, you know, you, you're going to be able to, uh, be very quick and also you have to, you know, uh, be quick the whole game, whole season. You, know, you just can't be quick, you know, for, for one shift, but you have to have that uh, ability to do it all again. So it's more, you know, uh, speed stuff, but, uh, you know, condition for sure. At the same time, you know, to be able to use that speed all, all year long. Did you say you were getting older? Did... Did well, did 24-year-old I mean, Sebastian Ajo just tell me <laughs> that he was getting older? Well, that's, no, well, I didn't mean it that way. I, I meant as, as I'm getting, you know, maybe. Well, you know, you're, well, the way I see it, I'm, when I get, you know, last year I, I want to be better this year, right? So I'm right. a year older than last, last year, so I want to be uh, better, better athlete, better, you know, player in general. So, uh, it's a, it's a process. I mean, I, I just try to be better than I was last year every year and, and uh, you know, try to improve my, uh, my game and, you know, uh, every, you know, skills and, but, but at, at the same time, I want to be, you know, stronger, faster, uh, all that stuff. So, you know, what's interesting is I, I looked at, I mean, I've, I looked at your, like your bio on like uh, hockeyreference.com. And it did, mm-hmm. um, it, it did jump out at me that this is your sixth year in the NHL and you just turned yeah. 24. I missed your birthday. I didn't send you anything. I, pro- I apologize uh, for that. So you've, you've packed a lot of games into uh, a short period of time. Um, I want to yeah. ask you about what happened, I guess, what, two weeks ago or maybe less than that when – uh, they voted you as one of the alternate captains. What does that mean to you? I mean, it's obviously a huge honor uh, to just, you know, it shows that your uh, your teammates, your coaching staff, your organization trust you and they, they see you, they see, see you uh, as a leader. So uh, uh, it means a lot, but 
at the same time, it really doesn't change anything if there's a letter or not. I just still try to be myself, uh, do my thing, and, you know, just, uh, uh, it, it necessarily doesn't change anything, but obviously, you know, it feels pretty good to see that, uh, you know, uh, they see me as a leader, so, yeah, it, it's great. Did you expect it, or uh, how did you find out? Uh, actually, Ronnie, Ronnie told me uh, when I when I got here uh, after the after the summer. So uh, yeah, I I kind of knew uh, then, and I I don't know if I expected it, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean those are the things you have to earn, and and uh, yeah, uh, I'm just uh, you know grateful that uh, they they trust me. Sebastian Ajo is joining us here. Uh, what did you learn from, and I'll ask you specifically about each guy. What did you, what have you learned about leadership from, let's just say Jordan Stahl? Uh, I mean, I, I still try to learn. I, I learn every day and just by watching him uh, being such a, you know, you know, he's a professional. He takes care of his body. He leads by example, takes uh, uh, every game, Night in, night out, he's uh, he's doing, you know, big, you know, he's just, you know, performing very well, pre- uh, preparing himself, preparing all the others, you know, keep keeping things, uh, uh, you know, you can you can tell that he's he, when he's coming to the game, he's in the in the right mindset and just you know brings everyone kind of with him in the same mindset and. Uh, uh, every day, I'm, uh, I'm I'm lucky to you know sit next to him in, in the locker room and stuff like that. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm learning every day. You also sat next to if I'm if I remember the configuration. It's been so long since I've been in the locker room, Sebastian. Um, yeah. You also sat next to George, uh, Justin Williams. So yeah. I, everybody's different. What did you take away yeah. from your time playing with Justin? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was just. You know, uh, great, great uh, human being. I mean, it take just you know seeing him how he was always in a positive mood. Uh, same thing, coach with him. He he he, he was really a true true professional. Took care of his body. Really, uh, you know, every every night he uh, he was uh, you know on his pretty much best game, and he just. It didn't, it didn't matter was it game one or or, or in the playoffs. He, he kind of did the same thing over and over again, and you can tell he he was uh, he he knew what he was doing. And just by work for him, I actually I what I tried to uh, learn the most kind of his he was actually when things went you know going wrong, he was sometimes even more relaxed and try to call the voice and, you know, mm-hmm. just figure, you know, maybe uh, tell the guys that uh, we got to relax and, you know, get back on track. And when things were good, he, he might have been, you know, a little hard enough and, and just trying to, you know, uh, our minds, you know, sharp and keep it going the same way and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, he was, and obviously just uh, him, the tighter, or the bigger the, game was he was always the, the better player so uh yeah just just watching him every day was uh, was unreal as well 
And you were on the ice with him and Brock McGinn in double yeah. overtime in Washington. A uh, real quick thing about, I mean, I always knew that Justin would be a good captain, and I covered Justin back when he was with the Hurricanes the first time. I always knew he would be a good captain. Um, and I don't know if you remember the game. This was the year that you guys made the playoffs for the first time, and it was yeah. a home game against Tampa. And yeah. the guys, I, I mean, I think Tampa came back and won a game here in Raleigh that you guys probably thought uh, maybe knew you should have won. And it wasn't it wasn't enough to have gone toe-to-toe with one of the best, if not the best team in the league. Uh, and yeah. Justin was irate after the game that you guys the guy that you guys didn't win. Do you remember that game? Uh, I probably don't remember that game right now, but uh, but yeah, there, there was probably a lot of moments in that year because you know that was the first year that we make the playoffs after that group, so we we were all pretty young and uh, I mean obviously not having experience in the playoffs so and how to get there so he was you know great for us that uh one of those times that maybe we should have won or whatever things didn't go in our way he you know he trusted it trusted the process and uh you know he kept telling that you know we in the right front and spread and track and we keep keep doing the same things that we've been doing we're gonna make it so uh yeah those those are the little things that uh comes with the experience that he had, obviously, and uh, it helped us, for sure. All right, I want to move to the Olympics real quick, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. What will, and, and congratulations, by the way, you, Alexander you. Barkov, Miko Rantanen, have already essentially been named to the Finnish Olympic yeah. team. You played World Juniors, you've done that. What will it mean to skate in the Olympics? I mean, it would be, obviously, uh, it would mean a lot. I mean, just you know, as a young kid, I, I remember watching those games. And, um, those are probably the best memories as a hockey fan for me, uh, just watching some team and playing Olympics. And, and obviously, it's, uh, it's, there's the best players in that tournament, and uh, uh, it would be awesome to, you know, represent with his team team and, uh, you know, trying to, try to win gold medal. Well, I was just looking at a couple of projections. I see uh, possibly you centering Tavo on the right and Patrick Lyonet on the left. That wouldn't be a terrible line. No, it wouldn't be terrible at all. I mean, we actually have very, uh, you know, the guys who are in big roles in their own NHL teams, which is, uh, you know, awesome. So many guys that are, uh, playing high level in, in the NHL, so so it, it, you know, it's it's exciting team for sure, and uh, just uh, you know a great opportunity to see for team Finland. I was looking at the potential roster. I mean, it's just absolutely loaded, and Barkov and Ranton and and Rope Hintz is, I mean, uh, among players who don't play for the Hurricanes, one of my favorite players to watch uh, in the NHL. Who's the goalie? Who's going to be the goalie? Can you convince your friend Pecorine to come out of retirement? <laughs> yeah, he's probably out. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he's uh, he's he's already played once or twice. I think in the World Cup, so I think that's enough for Pekka. But we uh, for sure we have a lot of good goalies in the in the league as well. So uh, I, I don't see that uh, 
I don't think that's going to be any problem. No, not at all. Now, we Finland's, I mean, it's not an enormous country. It's not like the size of the United States, but it's also not tiny either. Are you, you, you guys seem relatively close as many as, you know, you know, Finns have been on this team. It seemed, I mean, what, what do we owe that to? You guys seem to all stick together. Uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, it almost seems like it's, it's, we assume that all you guys are friends, but it does seem like a lot of you guys are friends. I mean, well, I, well, the guys who, who plays in, in this league or and our fans like most of them I, I played in you know in national team as juniors or played against them or know know them in in, in some other, other way so yeah actually most of them I, I know pretty well so so it's pretty easy and I don't know I, I, I guess it's, I feel it's pretty easy to get along with you know and so, uh, yeah, I think we, uh, we definitely, I haven't played with the, you know, I have no bad, uh, memory, memories of playing any, any spin players. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I find like we're pretty easy to get along as, uh, as a Finns. All right. I'm going to ask you about one Finnish player and then one, uh, and then one more thing. And then I'm going to let Sebastian Ajo go. Uh, one of yeah. my favorite players that played in a Carolina Hurricane sweater was UC Jokinen. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you watched you watched UC play. Uh, what yeah. did you like about his game? And really, the I mean, he was a he was a super dude. So uh, I loved watching him and following him here. Yeah, I mean, he's a very smart hockey player. I, I mean, I guess he was the kind of like always in the right spot, mm-hmm. and you know, just he. he he read the game very well, so I, I think that was one of the, his uh, why he played such an uh, unreal career. And, and yeah, uh, great guy. Uh, very fortunate to be, you know, his friend. And we run this charity back home together. So uh, it's he's, he's a very good good guy. Yeah, he once did a commercial here where he was pretending to cook reindeer meat at a tailgate at PNC Arena. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he can find reindeer meat here in Raleigh. I don't think so either. <laughs> All right, and final thing. Uh, we need a good long postseason run so you can really grow your playoff beard in. I <laughs> guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I agree on the long playoff run, but I, I don't. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know, my beard is going to be any good, so uh, that's, that's not one of the things I'm looking for, but, but <laughs> deep, deep play for him for sure. Sebastian, I appreciate it, man. Uh, have a safe flight. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, maybe one day one day we'll be allowed in the locker room again, and I'll say hi. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Sebastian Ajo, Alec Campbell, and you for hanging out. The Canes Corner Podcast Morning After Edition drops after every Carolina Hurricanes game. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hanna and company do an amazing job. So if you need roofing or siding or windows or entry doors or bay windows or bow windows, you go check it out online, aluminumcompany.com. Canes 4. 
Montreal won. Hurricanes now 3-0-0 on the season. And what have I always said? You can't go 82-0 without going 3-0. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts.